Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laces Out podcast. And we've got guests. That's right. Another opportunity for the guests to get a point when I apparently can't do that and take down the mighty juggernaut that is the co-host. If you're checking us out, if you're listening along, if you're watching, then maybe you could like, share, comment and subscribe. Pretty sure that's how it works, isn't it? If you could, it would be amazing, it would be a big help to us, and we would love you forever for it. Right, here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Laces Out podcast. Recording in progress. Which is right, she's right. NFL football, the Laces Out podcast. I am here. My um, co-host, and by that I mean the host, is here to uh, tell us how many points he got out of the predictions this week. And, uh, well, we've actually managed to get a guest this week. And what I mean when I say that is... This week's guest went, pretty sure I'm supposed to be on the NFL podcast this week. I'll see you, uh, see you there. It's like, yep, cheers for that. So, uh, for you listeners out there in the world, Matthew Moore is this week's guest from uh, up-and-coming podcast, The Pursuit of Hoppiness. I was trying to work out, I was like, bi-annually, six, every few there's, there's some weeks, not every couple of months, but yeah. When we can be bothered. When it's, it's time. Kind of like, yes. <laughs> we're not wrestling or footying or NFLing or kind of thing. We can slip a cheeky little uh, kind of discussion of beers in. Well, we need to take a break from all that and have a drink. <laughs> we, do a, we do a beer podcast. But this is not beer. No, no, no. He says, drinking a beer. This is NFL football. And speaking of drinking, get your shot glasses ready, because let's face it, ladies and gents, the season is pretty much over at this point in time. And you know why I know that? There's only one week of regular fantasy football. I might have to take myself away and have a little cry because that can only mean it's the downhill slide, it's the back end of the year, it's the slide to the Super Bowl and then what some call the biggest sporting event in the world takes nine months off. Anyway, now that I've got my... uh, my bitter and twisted nature out. We can talk real, real things like, I don't know, what happened last week? Paul, how many points did you get? I mean, obviously all of them, I imagine. Well, 
it'd be it'd be rude of me not to take some points from the week, wouldn't it? But I mean, feel free not to. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how it pans out. Okay. So week thirteen in the NFL brought around fourteen more games. Um, I can't for the life of me think who was on by apart from the Cleveland Browns. Was it the Panthers? The Panthers. Browns and Panthers was definitely two. Packers. Yes. And were the other team that was on the bye this week. So, uh, yeah, just 14 games to pick from. In uh, no particular order, but actually a very specific order, with only eight out of 14 picks correct. Coming in third place in this week's, or sorry, in last week's predictions was this man right here. Paul Williams, 8 out of 14 points, third place. This is becoming an all too, uh, an all too familiar pattern and um, yeah, not, not enjoying this. Second, with 9 out of 14 picks correct. Podcast host himself, Mr. Andrew Cook, ladies and gentlemen. He's absolutely devastated because he knows what it means. Mm. Um, for the second week in a row, taking home a point for the guest, it was the podcast stats mistress, Diane Davies, with 10 out of 14 picks correct. Very well done, Leanne, getting another point on board for the guest. So, she was only let down by... I'll leave them till the end. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders getting beaten by the Washington football team. Mm. The San Francisco 49ers getting beaten by the Seattle Seahawks. The Baltimore Ravens being beaten by the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Kirk Cousin-led Minnesota Vikings losing to the oh, 10-1 Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions who have since acted like they won the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> did you did know did you see, know they've won a game? Did anyone see the clip of Jared Goff's girlfriend on on a on a sort of a on a photo shoot being told that they'd won a game? No. <laughs> It's quite funny because obviously, so I think she's, she must be a bikini model or something similar. She does like swimsuit modelling. Okay. Um, and she was on the beach doing a shoot, and someone's obviously filming her response to being told that Jared Goss just got a win, and uh, you can see her getting shown the clip of him like running off to the sideline to celebrate with Dan Campbell, and she's like. Oh my god! I feel like I could cry. It's so it's so amazing. It's like it's like yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, and, and yes, she's a she's a very attractive young woman. So well worth well worth a watch because it's actually quite fun. So yes, so what that does for the overall standings for the predictions is Andy still on two points. The guest has moved on to. 
four points for the season. And I am still at the top with seven points. Now, obviously, we're moving to week 14, so five points still left to play for. So, at worst, I can only tie with Andy now, and he'd need to win all of them. Let's see what week 14... Let's see what week 14 will bring. I don't think... But before we move on to week 14... Should we discuss a little bit more about the uh, about week thirteen? Yes, I uh, I would like to talk some fantasy football. Would you now? Mm. Um, because I did something that I do pretty much every season, which is I looked at where I was in our league table. I looked at how many games were left. I looked at what wins and losses would mean this week for certain positions and said the phrase, hmm, if I was to win this week, that would really change things around. And obviously, saying that out loud allowed the uh, football gods to go, sorry, what? You want to uh, you want to get absolutely smashed into the ground by a team who has had already two players play and is on four points. So be it. Oh, and by the way, while you're at it, uh, why don't you also lose in your other league uh, because you were absolutely nailed on to win that one as well. So uh, fuck you, fancy gods. Fuck you very much. Uh, Paul, did you have a win this week? I most certainly did have a win in fantasy ah, this week, well, Anthony. And uh, well, not only that, well. uh, I have closed to within 12 points of being the top scorer in the league. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm only good enough for sixth place in a 12-team league. I, this, this, isn't, this isn't anything against the man in any way, shape or form, but I was pleasantly surprised to see uh, podcast alum Stuart Woodmancy up there in the upper echelons of the league table. Congratulations there. I don't know. I haven't looked uh, since the games have completed to see what the table looks like because I was in mourning. Um, Matt, did you have a fancy football victory this week? I did have a fancy oh, football well, win this week. All sod off then. The the fancy gods are teasing me this year because I'm on the precipice of the playoffs in two leagues that I'm in, and I require wins in both of those leagues on the final day of the season, final matchup of the season, and I know that it's going to kick me squarely in the nuts, and uh, I'll be stuck in the consolation brackets um, for this. For the next few weeks looking miserable as my team scores many many points that are completely irrelevant and I don't give a shit about I am uh, I am joint dead last in my other league that's uh, that's fun uh, in our league I, I don't look I think uh, I think I made the mistake of being like ooh hope the mighty mighty JFG is uh, romping away oh. and uh, the Woodmancy and uh, somebody else are on eight and five. I think I don't know who that was. He was uh, Sir Philip of Walls. Uh, last I checked, uh, but yes, uh, we we won't talk about uh, 
the the JFG enjoying those uh, those James Connor points at all. So, um, that's the fantasy taken care of. I believe, uh, Matt, you are my opponent this week. We are. Are you? Um, so there's another win for you. Get you, uh, get you nice, like, nice, and uh, that bit closer to the playoffs. Look at it that it. I was, was going to come on, bend it knee and beg that you know maybe hey, you'd, like leave a hey, player out it, or something like that. Look at it this way. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can't actually cobble a team together this week. I think I've hit the wide receiver is on IR and uh, number one wide receiver is listed as doubtful. So I'm in that position of, I guess I better pick up some garbage off the waiver wire, shall I? So uh, good luck to you, sir. Believe me, you won't need it. Um, so before we wrap up the very unlucky for some, mostly me, week 13, I believe the stats mistress, or as she's now known, guest point winner, has been hard at work putting together some of what can only be described as the juiciest stats for your ears and or eyeballs. Um, as the, the gracious host slash co-host I am, I have shared the riches amongst these two gentlemen here before you today. Um, and I'm that generous that I gave you boys more than me, because let's face it, nobody wants to sit and listen to my voice for longer than they have to. I say that though, because in the first three stats of the week, which I kept for myself, they are absolute whoppers. One takes up half the page on my phone. So uh, strap yourselves in for that. So, brought to the stats mistress by Nate Davis of USA Today, and brought to you lovely people by the stats mistress this is the 2021 week 13 nfl stats and we're starting with the best in the game the arizona cardinals maintain the league's best record 10 and 2 while welcoming back quarterback kyler murray and wide receiver deandre hopkins who teamed up for a 20-yard touchdown in Chicago after both missed five weeks with injuries. Murray burned the Bears for four scores, two passing and two rushing, as the Cards remained unbeaten on the road. It's pretty good, um, obviously. Number two. Have a day, TJ Watt. The all-pro pass rusher and league's highest paid defensive player affirmed his bona fide by notching three and a half sacks of Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson in the Pittsburgh Steelers' 2019 escape from Baltimore. Watt, who's missed two games with injuries and spent last week on the reserve slash COVID-19 list, has an NFL-high 16 sacks in just 10 games. He's on pace to collect 24, which would break Hall of Famer Michael Strahan's single-season record. Tw uh, 22 and a half set in 2001. 
Baltimore's setback knocked the Ravens out of first place in the AFC and catapulted the New England Patriots, who also beat the Bills on Monday into the top spot. How wonderful that is to hear. I saw a thing the other day. This was back to back. And I was like. I mean. So the first one was. I think we can all agree. Number one MVP candidate for this year. Has to be. Mac Jones. And that was swiftly followed by. His stats for. The game where he passed for. 19 yards and completed two of three passes. I think I think we were trying to work out if he was actually like, you know, not on the field for the game. Anywho, third and for me final stat is this. The Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert was drafted after Cincinnati's Joe Burrow and Miami's Tua Tungavailoa in 2020. But pretty hard to imagine Herbert wouldn't displace Burrow as number one overall in a redraft scenario. Herbert, 317 yards and three passing touchdowns, thoroughly outplayed Burrow, who had three turnovers, in their first professional meeting Sunday as the Bolts whacked the Bengals 41-22, overtaking Cincy in the AFC wildcard standings. Interesting. Uh, that's all the stats I've got. I believe it might be our glamorous co-host to pick up the next set of stats. Oh, hello. So, following on from Mr. Cook's stats, we start with Who's the hottest team in the NFC? Would you guess the Washington football team? Winners of four in a row and new owners of the conference's second wildcard position. Possibly the greatest stat that's ever been created. Next. A fresh reminder that Philadelphia quarterback Gardner Minshew II is more than a serviceable backup. He got the Eagles back into the win column by picking apart the New York Jets with 20 completions on 25 throws for 242 yards and two touchdowns. Now that Philly fans have gotten a good look at what he can do, don't be surprised if some defect from injured starter Jalen Hurts is camp. The Miami Dolphins are the fourth team in NFL history to win five in a row after starting a season with a 1-7 record. They'll reach 500 if they can beat the Jets on the other side of a week 14 bye. In addition, wide receiver Jalen Waddle's 86 catches are already the most ever for a Dolphins rookie. And finally, for me, <coughs> me, TB12, for those that are aware, that will be Thomas Brady, number 12, is up to a league-best 34 touchdown passes after lofting four in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 30-17 win in Atlanta. Brady found a long-time uh, long teammate Rob Gronkowski for two scores 
Gronk's 24th game with multiple touchdown grabs. You'll be surprised to say that's the most among tight, uh, among tight ends in the Super Bowl era. It also marked the first time Brady has six games in one season with at least four touchdown passes. That is ridiculous. Before we go on, uh, I just wanted to mention a meme I saw the other day which made me chuckle somewhat. Uh, it was a picture of Tom Brady and Matt Ryan uh, doing that hug that they do uh, at the end of the game. And there was two speech bubbles. Above Matt Ryan it said, um, the Super Bowl still haunts me to this day. And above Tom Brady it said, okay, cool, who are you again? <laughs> and that's kept me laughing for a while. Wow. So cold. <laughs> so cold. Is it funny because it's true? <laughs> it was it was to say. Who is to say? Matt, I believe you are going to uh, complete the stats for this yeah. week. So not only did the Colts blank the Texans 31-0 on Sunday, they swept Houston by a collective 62-3 uh, this season. Uh, Indianapolis limited its AFC foe to 20.2.8 uh, yards per play. The Colts running back Jonathan Taylor scored twice, giving him at least one rushing t touchdown in 10 consecutive games. His 18 touchdowns are the most in the NFL in 2021. <clears throat> it's a shame their weird rules for MVPs won't will not get him the MVP, even though he probably deserves it. Um, just a side note. <clears throat> it's, safe, it, it's safe to engrave Cowboys linebacker um, Misha, uh, Micah Parsons as Defensive Rookie of the Year, but with 10 sacks, a team rookie record, 72 sacks, uh, tackles, and a league-best 16 tackles for, for loss following Thursday's win. What may be the only superior defensive player of the of the year candidate to Parsons? Um, going to the Saints now. Give Saints QB Taysom Hill credit for toughness as he played through a finger in injury to his passing hand, similar to the one that sidelined Seattle's Russell Wilson this season. But Hill became the first player in 45 years to rush for 100 yards while serving up at least four interceptions. And finally, <laughs> a hearty congratulations to the Detroit Lions, who've been celebrating, you know, like uh, this, uh, who won their first game in 364 days while avoiding a winless 2021 season by toppling the Minnesota Vikings 29 to 27 on the games on the game's final play, an 11-yard Jared Goff touchdown pass to rookie. A Monroe St. Brown. I know that um, Paul certainly had nothing to say about the uh, the Vikings Lions game. Um, it was all quiet on the Western Front on Sunday. No passing comments about how Kirk Cousins is potentially the worst quarterback the NFL's ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't go that far. He's just definitely not worth his fully guaranteed contract. He's... Oh, God, it, it, it just... It, it is that kind of Matt Ryan 
um, that kind of middle of the road quarterback that's going to kind of get you to the point where you think, oh, maybe I'm going to win this one, and then ah, no, I broke your heart. Take you know there is, and you know definitely, definitely don't put them in some kind of accumulator and uh, for uh, on no. Sunday. Yeah, that is true. What well, one thing that I was surprised at when I looked at it. His stats for the season. He's only thrown three interceptions all season. He barely throws it any distance. I, he's I've not, never seen he's a, very, he's a very conservative quarterback. Let's put it that way. He's taken the mantle off of Teddy Bridgewater. Let's put it that way. He, he, I, I, I'm going to assume that he, he plays his football how he lives his life and possibly uh, his politics as well. Very conservative. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, how how on earth do you manage to go from Stefan Diggs, who was eternally furious with him, to the point of getting traded out of Minnesota, to now Justin Jefferson, who's a second-year player, who looks eternally furious with him? It's 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 it, it's just like wide receivers are like, well, I'll just f this guy because you know it's just never coming my way for anything interesting at all. <sighs> Yeah, it was. Um, I, I was. I was quietly happy to see the Lions go completely winless this season. Um, it was weird. I was actually disappointed that they got the win. I was like, eh, I think it would have been more interesting if you'd have gone completely winless. But uh, yes, congratulations to the Detroit Lions for getting a win. It could be their last of the season. Um, so that is the unluckiest week of the season done and dusted. Week 13 is done. That can only mean one thing. It's time to start week 14. And I know for a fact that I sent my picks over to the co-host, put in the book. And I believe I may have also seen that Matt also sent picks to be put in the book so it's now the the task of the co-host to pick out the juiciest games or what could be the weirdest selections You're absolutely correct Andrew so again we're at a point of the season where there's 14 games on the show this is the last of the buys I believe I believe so so we've got the Colts the Patriots the Dolphins and the Eagles all on a buy so therefore that leaves us with 14 games as we said we open up the week with the Thursday night football where funny enough we've just been mentioning them the uh, Minnesota Vikings will welcome the Pittsburgh Steelers into town to take them on now even though we've just been slagging them off we've all picked the Vikings to get the win here <laughs> um, hey I don't know if it's just one of those games where the Vikings are at home. It's in a it's in a sort of a prime time slot. The Steelers didn't look great against the, the Ravens. I think it was more the Ravens just threw that game away. Obviously, they had the touchdown right at the end and then chose to go for the two-point conversion rather than kick the extra point and take it potentially to overtime, which in hindsight was just a baffling decision. Um, but... Yeah, I, I get the feeling this is a this is a get right game for the Vikings. For me personally, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I'd agree with everything there. I, I think the Steelers have been another one of those teams that have got something fundamentally wrong with them and have had for basically the whole season. I think we've got the issue at quarterback, as I mention every single week. Um, yes, the Vikings just can't seem to... They can't seem to get out of their own way in weird situations. But I think... Like you say, they're at home. They had that just bonkers defeat, which was a lot of what is going on in this game. It's now time to uh, to take on a team that's not doing so well and and maybe uh, get get a win there. Yeah, that, that was my thinking. I thought I thought I might have been, I might have gone a different way to you guys. I'm kind of putting a vibes all around. Uh, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens travelling to Cleveland to take on the Browns in a reverse of the fixture from last, no, two weeks ago, sorry. It was the Browns at the bye last week. Andy and Matt have both gone for the Ravens to uh, bounce back. We're obviously, I've had, to, I've had to bat the Brownies, haven't I? I've had, I've had to go for it. I think this is a, this is a it, kind of a must-not-lose for the Browns, really. If they've got any hope of getting into the postseason, they have to win this one. Um, next up, we have the Cowboys against the Washington football team. We've all got the Cowboys. Same in the Jags-Titans game. No shock there. We've all gone for the Titans. Um, Seahawks-Texans. Strange enough, no Texans fans in the uh, in the crowd. So we've all gone for the Seahawks on that one. What, what a strange situation. Um, again, it's, it's the same for the next couple. We've got we've all gone for the Chiefs to take care of the Raiders at home. The Raiders are just going to a bit of a hole, really, haven't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've all also gone for the Saints to get it done against the Jets. Uh, there's a bit of a difference in opinion on the next one. So it's the Falcons at the Panthers. Both me and Andy have gone for the Panthers to get the win, whereas Matt's gone for the Falcons. Obviously. Sees, sees a little something in Matt Ryan that, he, uh, that he's been hiding for the last couple of weeks apparently I don't know that, I mean this was just the one where like both of these teams stink and I don't know which team I'm going to pick And yeah toss a, toss a coin oh there we go oh, he's landed yeah. on tie I'll just go for that <laughs> yeah it wouldn't surprise me if that happened no uh, next up we've got the uh, the Giants going over uh, LA to take on the Chargers and we've all uh, shockingly gone for the Chargers um, even though they got their first win last week we've all gone for the Broncos to beat the Lions um, we've got the 49ers travelling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals me and Andy have gone for the Bengals whereas obviously Homer pick from Matt he's gone for the 49ers to get the win then we've got game of the week for me even though there is a bit of a, a bit of a slump at the minute, we've got the Bills travelling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Now, both these boys have picked the Buccaneers to win this one. I've gone for the Bills because, in in a very similar situation to the Browns, I think the Bills kind of need to win this one, or they they're potentially in with a shot and not even making the postseason. So, I think they'll uh, they'll be on they'll be on the top of the game for this one, and they'll want to go and you know. 
they'll want to really put out, put out a, a performance and stuff like that. So I've gone for the Bills to, uh, to get the win in that one. We then moved to the Sunday Night Football and we had the Bears travelling to uh, Green Bay to get absolutely dumped on by the Packers. <laughs> and closing out the week, we have the Monday Night Football or the Tuesday Morning Football as it's known over here with the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Andy and Matt have both gone for the Cardinals in this one, obviously not remembering the stat from earlier where the Cardinals' losses this season have all come at home. It's a fair point. I mean, I think there's also a stat where I think the last five times they've played the Rams have absolutely whooped on them. Oscar. But just, just, you know, just in case anybody kind of just a little bit more information, just in case anybody wants to change their pick. Justin Fields has been declared fit for Sunday. Does anybody want to change their mind to the Bears? Oh, oh yeah. No. Can I, um, um, can I keep my pick as it is, please? I honestly thought Andy was tempted to go there. Oh, could I, uh, could I have the Packers to win by even more, please? <laughs> I honestly don't think it could matter who's who's quarterback in the Bears at the minute. They're not a very good team. This Nagy's obviously going at the end of the season. Re- rebuild anyone for next season? Very uh, but yeah, Rams Cardinals the last game of the last game of the week, uh, and I think the Rams will get the win to make that division a little bit more interesting. There we go. So week fourteen is now in the book. Um, anybody got any major pressing news from the last week or going into the new week? I don't, I don't know if you guys covered it last week, but the, and it's not—it's kind of NFL related, but not um, like the absolute mental stuff that's going on with college football at the moment. Just like all the all the head coaches moving around and. Uh, so like Notre Dame, the Notre Dame coach is now at LSU. Uh, the Oklahoma coach has left Oklahoma to go to uh, USC, and this one is the best one. Is he got USC to buy both of his houses in Oklahoma for five hundred thousand dollars over the asking price? He also got them to buy him a house in Southern California, which will not have been cheap. Uh, and also, I think he gets free use of the of the uh, university, the college university helicopter, uh, whenever he wants it. So Lincoln Riley, who Lincoln Riley, shit gun, what an absolute legend! I, I must admit, I, I hadn't thought about it, but I had, I had just like on my Twitter feed, I had noticed quite a lot of sort of pictures of new coaches and stuff like that in in the in the college scene and stuff like that. And, yeah. It's, gone it's like it's mental it's absolutely mental just coaches quitting coaches leaving um like lsu if they, so yeah they picked up the notre dame uh coach but there was rumors where there was rumors at one stage they were willing to pay mike uh, tomlin uh to leave pittsburgh to go there and i mean he wasn't interested but the numbers that have been thrown around are insane but yeah, yeah that's it is, a, it is a it is a strange one because obviously you would you would imagine that over here if you said to you know Pep Guardiola would you want to come and coach like you know the Oxford University football team he'd tell you to go and you know go do one whereas over there in some in some sort of guises it, some people would look at the head coach position at a college football team 
as more important than that of an NFL team yeah. because obviously you've got a, a turnover of players it's much faster much longer much quicker um, we think that ESPN have just paid five billion dollars to have the SEC games for them so it's a it's it's a completely different it's a different like thing isn't it it's just you know all of our sport you know all of our football is amateur apart from the top four divisions and it's not you know certainly not university sport I mean it's lucky if you get one man and his dog going by and watching it even students don't go and watch their football teams no. kind of thing it's like alright oh, where, where the football has gone oh yeah they've been such and such they are oh, right Great. Did you win? No. All right. Then let's go out and get boom together. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, there we go. That is that. Another week of fantasy. Another week of games predicted. A week of games in the book, and a podcast in the bag. Thank you to Matthew Moore for being this week's guest. No Thank you to the glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams. Thank you for listening along, you lovely people. And if you are watching, you can see these lovely faces. We will catch you next time for more Laces Out action. Until then, take care of yourselves. And we'll catch you then. Bye-bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Big thank you to Matt for joining us and being our guest. Big thanks to you for listening along. Even bigger thanks if you're one of our lovely, lovely subscribers. And uh, if you are a subscriber, you can jump over to the website, cookiecast.com. Secret is that even if you're not a subscriber, you can still go to the website. But we'd like you to subscribe as well. So, you know. Anyway, that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.